take a moment and enter a world that looks much like your own, but with all the secrets coming out to play. This is Lyric, a mother of a fairy tale. It's an original 16-part audio drama presented in serialized format. Written and narrated by Anne Kimbrough. Copyright February 2020. In part one, we met Ashley Scott on a day when her world shifted drastically. How much so? She doesn't know quite yet. (laughs) But her college counselor acted strange, and she had an even stranger encounter with a cat. We return to Eden College Greenhouse, where Ashley isn't exactly sure how she was able to communicate with a cocky feline. (laughs) Part two starts right now. The cat stretched out, allowing his paw to scratch the greenhouse's glass roof. The first time, I'd only heard the sound. This time, the screech pierced my soul as another blinding flash attacked me. Even though I knew I was still physically in the Eden College greenhouse, all I could see were the stark walls of a medical laboratory, sterile and cold. Except for one wall, it was filled with animal cages stacked one on top of each other. They held a variety of animals, rabbits, monkeys, and the cat with the orange look of fur down his nose. He looked thin, sickly, Our eyes locked. For the briefest of seconds, I felt his despair. So hopeless. I I couldn't take it. I shook my head and the image blurred, fading into nothing. The humid greenhouse air greeted me like an old friend. I breathed it in, happy to see the plants again. The sun streamed through the glass overhead, grounding me back into reality, even if I felt dizzy as hell. A gentle hand touched my elbow. I looked around to find that I'd interrupted the botany class for a second time. Not making the best first impression. Yet, the faces that greeted me only held concern. Mr. Walkley had my arm, having come to kneel at my side. Somehow, I'd ended up on all fours, gasping for breath. Are you feeling all right, Ashley? He asked. Uh, I must have been looking up too long at the cat. I pointed upward, but when I looked up again, the cat was gone. Students, I I believe we're done for the day. The good professor had a nothing-to-see-here tone to his voice. Bless him. The students went back to cleaning up their workspaces, and Professor Walkley guided me to a wooden bench. The humidity in here takes some getting used to, my dear, he explained. But I hope you'll give it another try tomorrow. I nodded. Of course. (laughs) Any explanation of what really just happened to me wasn't about to leave my lips. And certainly not to the nice professor who hadn't fired me on the spot. I pasted on a smile and tried not to vomit on his shoes. I plan to give short lectures at the beginning of each class and and then let you take the students out into the experimental fields, he said, clueless to my distress. 
the students will tend to their projects and add data to their observation journals while I use the time to prep for my other classes. So it's really just a babysitting job, in a way. The college frowns on having class without supervision. I nodded again. Maybe if I acted and talked to normal, everything around me would return to normal, too. That, that sounds good, I managed to say. Are you sure you're all right, my dear? Professor Walkley frowned. Since I wasn't sure of anything, I decided to lie. Uh, sure, sure. Uh, I was just wondering if anyone would expect any botany help. Uh, it's not my field of study. We'll leave the botany to me. You just keep them from wandering off. He winked. As class broke up, I head for the fresh air. I stopped at the door, however, doing a double take. The terracotta pot that Professor Walkley handed me when I arrived, you remember the pot of dead twigs? It had transformed. Somehow, the withered branches had sprouted green leaves and a yellow blossom. Oh no, that's weird too. It's not stopping. Part of me wanted to run away, ignore the plant, and never speak of it again. However, I had to get a closer look. I had to find a logical reason why it suddenly decided to grow. It couldn't be because of me. Oh, please, please, please. What if someone repotted the plant when I wasn't looking? That could have happened. I reached out for the pot because it, it just didn't make sense. And I pushed aside the leaves to see the core of the plant. And there they were, the same withered little twigs. They still looked dead, but new life had pushed through tiny cracks in their brittle stems. Oh, even as I watched, a new yellow flower sprouted from the emaciated twig. like time-lapse photography. The plant grew right before my eyes. I moved back, on the verge of freaking out. Gotta admit it, when I see crazy, I tend to go crazy. A scrawny hand snatched the terracotta pot oh. off the table. Oh. It came with a kid that had to just be helping out because he looked like he should be in high school. I'd seen him before, but only knew him by his name. Um, Horace something. Okay, I only knew him by half a name. Uh, that's strange. I, I should know it. I, I did know it. Once. Why didn't I remember? Ah, uh, well... Guess there really wasn't much point in remembering Horace. <laughs> he was always just this geeky kid. Ugh. Would he ever grow out of it? All legs and arms, a baby face, and a squeaky voice. Ugh. Sounded like it would change soon, but he also seemed to be stuck in adolescence. Oh, oh, uh, it, it's time to clean up, uh, he said, not looking me in the eye. But, uh, but, but, uh, uh, the plant. I really didn't know what to say about the plant without sounding cray-cray. First, I'm talking to a cat thanks to some kind of mental telepathy thing and now a magic plant? Horace looked it over, apparently seeing nothing special. Yes, I said. It grew. Yeah, well, you know, plants tend to do that. <laughs> he tried to laugh it off. 
Nevermore. I clapped my hands, suddenly remembering his last name. And his grandfather. How did I forget old man Evermore? What are you doing here? I asked, knowing how blunt it sounded, but I couldn't help it. The kid gave me an odd vibe. Kind of familiar, but also a little off, like his presence set off a warning bell in my head. No, no, not that bad kind of warning bell. Yeah, more like that. Ah, well... He scrunched up his nose. It's a long story, but it's a good one. (laughs) Maybe I could tell you one day. Like, um, you, you drink coffee? Of course I drink coffee. How did he think I got through my first year in college? I mean, I was a year ahead in high school, so that put me a year behind everyone age-wise in college. I needed something to fit in. It was coffee. But that wasn't the point. The point was, I didn't have time for this. Whatever this was. And I know he had no idea I was having the most bizarre day of my life, but come on... No wonder my memory had failed me. Problem? Professor Walkley asked, joining us. I shook my head no, relieved that he'd interrupted what was quickly turning into an awkward moment. Horace clutched the revived plant to his chest. Nope, nothing wrong here, sir. (laughs) Bye-bye. He hurried off. Bye, uh... Back to work. For a minute, I blinked on his name again. Uh, Horace. Horace... Evermore. Evermore. I'm not going to forget that again. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Professor Walkley didn't get it. Are you sure you're okay, Ashley? I shrugged. Where to start? I had problems on top of problems. Half of me wanted to just blurt out everything, but the fear of sounding demented stopped me. Even though I needed help. I should have spoken up. But my mouth opened, and I only said, Nah, it's, it's, it's just that I'm having one of those days. <laughs> Professor Walkley gave me a look like a guy hoping I didn't mean women problems. No, 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 ha! I quickly added. Not one of those days. Uh, I'm fine. I meant unusual, unique, really, really strange. Or just a typical Monday. He gave me a sly wink. Oftentimes, the start of a new adventure is confusing. I had no idea what he meant, and every intention to ask. But a flash of color leapt from the top of the greenhouse, hit the ground with a roll, and tumbled across the grassy quad. The cat. I'd never seen a feline move like a human. What a strange animal. Of course, he could have taken a number when it came to strange, at least today. But he sure seemed to be at the epicenter of everything. I instantly shifted all of my frustration to the cat. Maybe it wasn't fair, but it felt right. That cat had some explaining to do. See you tomorrow, I shouted and raced after the cat. The little guy moved fast, darting across the quad for the surrounding forest. But I could move too. I cut into the tree line, every ounce of me bent on getting that cat. Getting him and, uh, and... What? (laughs) 
Then what was I going to do? I came up blank. My common sense kicked in and it stopped my feet. (laughs) Why was I chasing a cat? Majestic oak stretched out overhead, creating a canopy above. Dapple light broke through the leaves and filtered down, illuminating the forest with a soft, sensual glow. I took a deep breath and instantly felt better, calmer. Eden Forest wove through the populated areas of town. It acted as a barrier between residential and commercial. Footpaths cut through it, but I wasn't on one of those. I'd follow the cat into a thin, wooded section between the college and a hill that led to one of the town's historical treasures, the mansion. Built by one of the town's founding fathers, the mansion was now known as Eden Institute a nursing home of sorts for those with money. (laughs) We always joked it was for crazy people with cash to burn. Several yards ahead, I could just make out its manicured lawn sloping upward to a sprawling estate on the ridge. It was the last place I wanted to visit. I'm done, I said to the trees and turned back. A young man blocked the way toward the greenhouse. I jerked to a stop, startled. I'd never seen him on campus. I would have remembered. Lean features, pouty lips, dark, shoulder-length hair with a dyed streak of orange. The bold color swooped from the left side of his long bangs across his forehead to tuck behind his ear. He was too goth for me, but I had to admire his clothes. (laughs) They fitted him like a second skin, head to toe black. My eyes might have lingered a little too long on his skinny jeans, uh, but... uh, They were paired with a black dress shirt, sleeves rolled up to his elbows, and a thin black tie. He could have been a waiter or the lead singer of an indie rock band. He certainly wasn't a freshman. Too cocky. Oh, hi, I said. Um, have you seen a cat? You are a cat person? He asked, sounding strange to my ear, as if English was not his first language. I wish I knew a second language. Looks are deceiving. Hmm. He meant more by that statement. I could hear the edge in his voice, but he was probably just flirting. I made my way around him. Surprisingly, he turned and followed me back toward campus. I shall help. Ha! I got this, I said, even though I needed help. Why did I keep turning it down? Whatever. I just didn't want any from a stranger, even a hot one. My help is offered at no charge. He smiled, giving me a little bow. You talk funny. You smell funny, he said. What flavor are you? Oh, I'm not a flavor. What planet was he from? Um, it's called a scent. What scent are you? He asked, pleased somehow that he'd used the right word. I don't know, I barked. (laughs) I possibly smell different today. Earthy. Hmm, I like it. A rush of warmth spread through my body. (laughs) I wasn't sure why his approval made me feel better, but it had been a strange day. I needed a compliment. He didn't have to know that, though. What's your name? Crispin. Hmm. I waited for the rest of it, but nothing. Just one name, like a supermodel. 
Well, uh, Crispin, I just need to find the cat. The cat? He asked. He is not your cat? I don't think he's anyone's cat. Then why must you find him? He had me there. Why did I need the cat? <laughs> he was all kinds of nasty, starting with how he attacked my brain with pain and images. Somehow, though, I was drawn to the cat as if he were my last friend on earth. Why? The stranger asked. His quizzical look made me pause. Did he just repeat his question, or did he read my mind? Um, I, I just need to find him, I answered, sounding lame. Cats do not summon to another's needs. The stranger looked up at the leaves, momentarily distracted by the shifting light. Well, yeah, but do you have a suggestion for how I can get him to come back? You could ask he said, turning his startling blue eyes on me. <laughs> I was astounded. It was a simple solution, and as remarkable as his eye color. <laughs> okay, I said, unable to fathom what he'd think of me in a few minutes. I will take your advice, but if you were just joking, don't hold it against me. What should I hold? His questioning look almost made me laugh. I meant that I might sound a little crazy talking to a cat. Who was I kidding? I'd look completely nuts. And we had enough of that in my family. He shrugged one shoulder, acting like it was no big thing. Turning to the darker part of the forest, where the underbrush made for a good hiding spot, I spoke to the foliage. Hey, cat, <laughs> could you please come back? I, I need your help. I don't understand what you showed me. A rustle of leaves got my attention, but it could have just been the wind. The silence dragged on. No cat. Nothing. Only crickets, literally. I turned back to my companion. See? Hey. But my voice trailed off. The stranger was gone. I did a complete 360, but the goth student was nowhere to be seen. Thank you, Crispin, I said to the forest, for the advice and for disappearing on me. Always love that. <sighs> my weird day was getting weirder. A meow interrupted my pity party as the cat strolled out from the underbrush. He sat on the path and looked up at me, no more than a foot away. The stealthy little bugger. Hiding the impulse to strangle him, I spoke to the cat. What's wrong with my grandmother? Another blinding flash made me grab my head in agony. I fought it, only catching a quick glimpse of Eden Institute with a hearse pulling up to the main entrance. I shook my head and yelled at the cat, Stop! doing that. My vision returned, and the cat hurtled his body right at my chest. I barely had time to raise my hands in defense. He rammed into my arms, knocking me back. I fell into a bush. He landed on all fours, screeched at me, and tore off through the forest. 
I clawed my way out of the bush and chased him up the hill. No cat treats me like that and gets away with it. My feet faltered, however, when I realized where he was headed, the mansion. My family had history with the mansion, the kind I didn't want to stir up. However, as long as my mom never found out I'd been on the grounds, it wouldn't be an issue. I decided to risk it and followed Cat up the hill and around to the back of the Institute. The lawns were groomed to perfection. Every plant showed the attention of a gardener. It really was remarkable, but all I had time to admire was the speed of my feline foe. I guess he went around to the back of the mansion to escape. Fat chance. The rear of the Institute tended to be a weekend tourist hangout, especially in the summer. They came for the photo op as the hill dropped off at the back, the breathtaking bluff plunging down to a rocky coastline and crashing waves. Thankfully, it was tourist-free. I didn't want any witnesses when I caught up to the cat. Whoa! Whoa! I found him sooner than I'd expected, nearly stumbling over the little ball of fur. He sat right in my path again, looking up at an open window. I dodged around him. Are you trying to kill me? Cat swung, sad eyes upward. Why am I here? I asked the cat, realizing that I'd taken to talking to him as if he were human. I instantly felt stupid. I'm not talking to you. I'm, I'm just talking. But if I were talking to you, I'd be really pissed that you brought me here. With a miny leap, Cat threw himself at the ivy trellis anchored to the brick building. He scampered up, making it to the windowsill. <laughs> Seriously, he had to be part mountain lion. Uh, I'm not following you, <laughs> no matter what you show me. His cat eyes dilated, and I yelled, No! No! But it was too late. Another blinding flash hit me hard. The searing pain dropped me to my knees. I shook my head, fighting the vision again, but I saw an image. I saw inside the window. It was the cat's view. He was really talking to me. Telepathically? No, more like hijacking my mind and attacking it with a million sharp needles. Stop it! I yelled up at the cat. The image faded, but not before I saw a familiar face. Rubbing my temples, I looked up. I had no idea he'd brought me to my grandmother's window. I'd never been to her room or her window, but I knew her face from pictures faded with age. The one time I'd shown any interest in coming, my mom had informed me that I was forbidden to visit. Of course, that was years ago, when Mom made all my decisions. <laughs> I'd put a stop to that, mostly. Living on campus year-round had been my biggest rebellion so far. And if I decided to visit Gran, I would. After all, she was just an old woman. How crazy could she be? Cat meowed from above. It sounded like I needed to brace myself. His mournful little wail sent chills up my spine. She's your grandmother, I reminded myself. Issues she had with mom weren't my fault. Unfortunately, no amount of logic would ease my dread. 
Nothing had ever been right between Gran and Mom, and it felt like I was stepping into their big fat mess with a cat as my guide. What could go wrong? A flash. Less painful this time, but still not fun. I wagged a finger up at Cat. I was getting really tired of this one-way mental dance-off. I closed my eyes and sent Cat a little something-something. He screeched over my head. Bullseye. (laughs) This mental telepathy thing was a two-way street. (laughs) It felt like victory. But the victory was short-lived. A ghostly whisper swirled around me. I had to close my eyes, feeling a sadness in my soul. Lyric. Lyric. It whispered. Lyric, you are doomed. My eyes opened wide and I looked around. That had not come from the cat. Nor the mansion. It rushed at me from the edge of the bluff. I'm... I'm not Lyric! I shouted. (laughs) A haunting laugh echoed. It was out of sight. Beyond the edge of the cliff. That's the end of part two. Lyric, a mother of a fairy tale. Join us for part three. Produced by Everything Novels. Copyright February 2020. Music and sound effects by Zap Splat. <laughs>